Welcome into the Ots and Audibles podcast. I'm at Prem. Eric Scopel, Jared Mack on the show. Welcome to your Wednesday edition of the podcast. We are making our picks of the week for Pac-12 games and also uh, taking a look around the college football landscape from a national perspective and what upset could help the Oregon Ducks this week. Uh, there's a lot of games to get to on this talk and a lot of big games to get to. And uh, the standings have become very interesting because uh, this last week I went undefeated straight up. I went four and two against the spread. Eric and Jared, uh, three and three straight up each of them. And then two and four for Eric against the spread, three and three for Jared against the spread, which is created a tie in the first place standings for straight up between Eric and I, Jared just two back, uh, and then straight up against the spread. Uh, it's kind of, I don't know, you might want to fade all our picks right now because I have the best record at 25 and 25, and uh, it gets worse from there. So do with that as you may. Um, but, guys, this, this is a week where it feels like across the country – and also in the conference, uh, we're going to see some separation start to form. And uh, let's start with the first game of the day in the Pac-12. Washington State, 4-4, four and four, goes on the road at Arizona State, who's 5-2 and two on the season, 12 p.m. kickoff. This game's going to be broadcasted by Fox Sports 1. The Sun Devils are a 15-point favorite in this one, and... I just I, I look at that and, and think I would probably bet 20. I would probably bet 24. Um, I just don't think Washington State is in a good place right now. Uh, they got assistant coaches added to the mix um, when they had to relieve some of theirs and also head coach Nick Rolovich. They, they had guys get, get added you know, for, to the staff like on Friday before a game last week. So I, I just think Washington State right now is still in a, a crazy spiel. I, I don't think they're they're going to come prepared to play a, a really good ASU team. I think probably the best team in the Pac-12 South right now. So give me Arizona State winning this one in, in pretty impressive fashion, 45-21. to 21. Arizona State will win. Um, I think – I was actually kind of impressed with the way Washington State battled with BYU last week. It was a two-point loss at home after everything that's taken place. I think the Cougars are, are like, on any given Saturday can beat a lot of teams in this conference. I don't think Arizona State is one of them. I, I think Arizona and U, Arizona State, Utah, and UCLA in the south are the class. And I probably still like the Utes better than the Sun Devils, just based on the head-to-head we saw last. Um, but the Sun Devils are coming off a of bye week. And... Washington State has a lot of turmoil to deal with, and I just think it's a hard ass to think they're going to win this football game. Um, I think Arizona State's going to be motivated based upon their implosion. They were up pretty significant in that game against Utah and then just kind of piddled it away and just didn't play Royal down the stretch. And I think you'll see a better effort from them. I don't have them covering. I have it as slimmest of margins of missing the cover. Um, Arizona State 34, Washington State 20. I think it's a pretty competitive game. I still – like, honestly, if you're ranking the best quarterbacks in the conference, I still probably have Jaden Delora, like, in my top four or five right now. And um, Jaden Daniels is there as well. So this is two of the better quarterbacks for my money in the conference. Um, but I don't know if Delora has enough around him to, to pull this out. Yeah, I feel the same exact way. I have ASU winning 
34-21. So close scores on that one, Eric. Uh, yeah, I, I liked how Washington State played against BYU last week. I thought they came out with some some like intensity that they hadn't really shown throughout the year. Uh, they basically just got ran to death against BYU. They allowed over 230 yards in the ground. And I feel like that's going to be the huge denominator in this game. Right. ASU averages over 200 yards on the ground. They actually average almost the same on the ground as through the air. And that's kind of why I don't think that they'll cover. I think that time is just going to run out because they're going to run the ball way too much. Not that it's a bad thing because I think that's going to lead them to a victory. But yeah, I, I think Washington State might keep it close at some point during the first half with uh, Jaden Delara, and he's been really well over or playing really well the last couple of weeks. But I do think like after a while, the defense is going to be on the field too much for Washington State, and that's going to cause them to lose. Next game on the docket here is quite honestly a game that should not be on the Pac-12 networks. So no offense to those people, um, but the nation needs to be able to watch Oregon State. I, I don't understand why they're not ranked. And when you look at the teams that they've played and, and the games that they have won and the manners in which that they've won them, they are better than just receiving votes. And they're not even close right now to making the top 25 from the AP poll perspective. Um, Oregon State 5-2 and two at California, who's 2-5. and five. I, I get Cal's not very good, but this Oregon State team is. And – we're seeing Oregon, obviously Oregon's a top 10 team's national brand thrown in the middle of the day. But the fact that this isn't like a 7.30 kickoff on FS1 or Fox or what have you is kind of crazy. Oregon State's a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Hmm. And that surprises me. <coughs> Excuse me. Whether it's because Cal's defense is, I, I guess, their bread and butter or this is a road game or maybe – the fact that you know, Oregon State just hasn't been in this position in a while where they are significantly better than their counterpart, but they're on the road. How are they going to handle that? Um, I'm surprised Oregon State's a one-and-a-half-point favorite. I, I was shocked they were underdogs at home uh, last week. Give me Oregon State. I think they're going to cover, and I think it's going to be a game in which it's not really close or as close as the score may indicate. B.J. Baylor is the best running back in the country. Um, they've got good weapons on the outside in the passing attack. I just think Oregon State's offense is really good. And I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt with a big win here. Oregon State 37, Cal 17. Did you mean conference with Baylor or, or yeah. country? Because that's a uh, really conference. big comment to make. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I just, both of us were like, wow. Like, I agree. Oh, I agree hey, with you. Don't. I actually agree. He's really good. Yeah. Conference. But country thought's huge. Um, I, I a lot of similar reasoning with Matt here. I, I also have Oregon State winning and covering. Um, this team has, I, I guess, part of the reason maybe for the concern is on the road. They did have the big win at USC, but they also have lost twice on the road. So maybe there right. is some concern about that. As I said last week, with the prediction that ended up being really wrong about Cal and Colorado, I don't think Cal has a great home field advantage. Um, so I don't know how much that factors in here. Um, I, I also feel like we saw a little bit of the hangover effect with with this team after they had that big win over Washington, which, again, I don't know if it really in retrospect is that big of a win, but they beat the Huskies and then turned around and lost on the Palouse. Um, part of me is a little concerned about they just had this big home win over Utah. 
I'm with you, Matt. I think this team should be ranked or at least right on the cusp. I'm stunned how far away they are. I actually think they win this game and go six and two, and they probably still aren't ranked, is my guess, which is, I think, kind of criminal. Um, I think this is the second best team probably in the Pac-12 right now, um, at least based upon a resume perspective. So um, I, I'm going Oregon State here. I've, I've been, I think, pretty cautious in how I've approached it. I've, I've, I think I picked against them more than I probably should have. And if you look at the my record of every team, I probably haven't done that well with the Beavers because I early on in the season I wasn't believing. And then even now they've been winning games, I've been kind of skeptical. Um, I'll take them to win, though. Oregon State 30, California 17. I think this will be a game of whose defense breaks first. Uh, Cal is really good against the uh, against the run. Their defense ranks pretty well among the Pac-12 teams, and that's Oregon State's bread and butter is their running run, uh, running offense. But Oregon State isn't great against the pass on defense, and if Chase Garbers can have a good day, that can make things interesting. I still have Oregon State winning. I think it's very fair for them to be a, a road favorite. They performed better than I think most people expected this year. Cal has severely underperformed. Uh, they did just, I don't know, they might be figuring something out after playing Oregon close and then beating Colorado last week. I don't think they'll win this one, but I, I think it'll be a good enough game. I think it'll be pretty, I think it'll be close throughout the, throughout the night. Uh, so I have Cal losing 31 to 24. Uh, I think Oregon State will cover. I think it'll be it's honestly a very generous line, minus one and a half. I think I could see it even bumping up to like two or three as the weeks go on because as the week, excuse me, goes on because Cal just, I don't know, man. They're just, they're like, they're, they have no home field advantage. They're just not that great of a football team this year, which is really not what everybody thought preseason. Yeah. I think Cal is probably one of the more disappointing teams um, this season aside from Washington, just I, I thought they were going to be a, a bowl team and it wasn't really going to be close. Um, moving on to the next one, a game that's going to be on ESPNU at 4 p.m. This is exactly what I'm talking about. Why Why is this right. ESPN? This game has no sizzle. Arizona, at who's winless, who's at USC, who's three and four. And the only reason this game's on at four o'clock, basically – right smack and a good time for everyone in the country to watch it is because of USC's name, name alone. Like they're not good. And they're getting a prime spot on TV against a winless team. Shocking. Uh, Trojans 21 point favorites. Um, Arizona almost pulled off the upset last week at home on Friday uh, against Washington. And maybe you could even argue that they should have the way that the game played out throughout the course of the night. Um, but they didn't, and they're winless. USC went to Notre Dame and was never really competitive in that game uh, against the Fighting Irish. And somehow they're favored by 21 points. And I think this is just simply because USC by far has better just overall talent than Arizona does. And USC should win just because of talent alone, not because of scheme, not because of adjustments, what have you. I think Drake London is going to be unstoppable. Maybe if Jackson Dart um, comes back and plays for USC at quarterback, if he's healthy for this game, maybe that's the spark that this team has needed to kind of get themselves out of this rut and maybe win some games to get to bowl eligibility. Um, but that's what, that, that's what USC is regulated to now is – 
beat UCLA and try and get to a bowl game. I, I think this game goes in favor of USC, but it's just going to be one of those ones where they're going to cover, but it's not really going to be a pretty game. They're not really going to do anything all that outstanding. It's going to be sloppy. There's going to be mistakes. Arizona is Arizona. Um, give me USC 35, Arizona 14. Dirt. 13, sorry. I was going to say, that's a push, Matt. That's a really <laughs> sneaky move you make. You've done it a few times. Um, you, you mentioned that, I mean, Arizona very well could have beaten Washington. And you mentioned that maybe they should have. The only reason they didn't is quarterback play is just abysmal. And they were driving to honestly maybe put the game, I won't say out of reach, but to add to their lead. And the quarterback threw a screen pass to a defensive lineman, like straight in his chest that was intercepted. And then Washington threw like two 50-yard passes on its next two drives to win. Um Arizona just has nothing at quarterback. They're, they're, they're a disaster there. And I just don't see how their offense is going to be remotely competitive. Um, I'm going to go with USC to win 38-13. I think this is a bit of a bounce-back game. The Trojans are the more talented team, but also a team that offensively, like you said, has been struggling. You know, in their four losses this season, 28 points, 27, 26, 16, their defense is really bad. Arizona offensively doesn't do enough, and their quarterback play is so bad that I just don't see how they really challenge the Trojans. Arizona's bad <laughs> at the end of the day. And USC, I know they've now lost two straight games, but I thought that they played well against Notre Dame. They really just had a couple costly turnovers and just weren't very efficient in the red zone. And they were, you know, they only lost by 15 at Notre Dame, who was, you know, a top 15 team in the country. And I think, I don't know, man, Arizona's so bad that I think this is going to get out of hand really quick. I have USC winning 42-14. to 14. I do have a, an over-under for you guys. So Arizona on the season is averaging 209 yards in their passing offense. So I'm going to set the over-under at 210, and we're going to compare Arizona's passing offense to Drake London's total reception yards. What do we think? Who do we think has more? Drake London. Mind you, London had yeah. 171 against Notre yeah. Dame last week. I think it has to be Drake London because what was Will Plummer's line last week? He was like 16 for 24 for like 85 yards or something <laughs> stupid like that. I'm, I mean, you can correct me on that if I'm wrong. Yeah, let, let me find that. Real in that vicinity, he was so bad, and nothing he did was downfield at all. Everything was like a four-yard pass play. I mean, it, it was just. There's no way he throws for more yards in London unless London's like unavailable for portions of this game because London is an absolute stud and Plummer is. Oh my God, it's so bad. Here's Plummer 13 to 20 for 62 yards and two picks. Yeah, I actually did him some favors with my fake, my made up line that I made up for him. He actually was worse. I think you did, yeah. (laughs) I have London with the over as well. I think London will single handedly outgain Arizona's. Offense, maybe. I think it might be actually kind of close. So we'll that see. actually might be the better question. That might more, be the one right there. Yeah, yeah. More sense in the entire offense, <laughs> maybe it's it's going to be close. But I guess so. USC forty-two fourteen. It's going to be a laugher. Ha, ha, ha. Ah. <laughs> that fake laugh made me laugh. Well done. Uh, UCLA is the next game at Utah. Bruins 5-3. and three. Utah is 4-3. and three. 7 p.m. Pacific time. ESPN game. Utah favored by 6.5 points. 
And both of these teams are kind of teetering right now, it feels like. Utah, just a week ago, was being talked up as maybe the best team in the conference. I mean, the, there was a Salt Lake City reporter, a columnist, that, that wrote a story about how everything ran through the con- for the conference ran through Utah, and they were the, the league's best team. And then they went and, and lost at Oregon State. UCLA, is, it, it feels like now they are so far removed from that LSU win uh, week one of the football season. Um, five and three, if, if they lose this one, they're out for sure, basically, for the conference Pac-12 South Division Championship. Utah loses. They're going to be in a weird spot with ASU. It's just it's not a good look for either team if they lose. So it's kind of a make-or-break game for both. Uh, Utah, like I said, six-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm going to take the Utes to win this football game but I don't think that they cover. I, I, I think Utah is good, but I think we maybe got a little ahead of our skis a little bit early on this season when Cameron Rising came in. They still have I, – I, I just – I'm not there yet. They're, they're more of the traditional Kyle Whittingham Utah team than this improved offensive firepower uh, that we maybe – I maybe want them to be. Um, Devin Lloyd at linebacker for Utah will be the best player um, on the field. He He's an NFL player, probably a, a first-round draft pick, maybe even like a top 15 pick uh, in this upcoming NFL draft. I, I, I think he's going to be the difference in this win for Utah, but I think UCLA covers, and I'm going to say 28-24 Utah. Kayvon Thibodeau clobbering DTR was great in the moment for Oregon because it took their starting quarterback out, but it's really bad for me making this pick because we don't know if he's playing or not. Um, Tuesday's report from the Bruin Report Online, our 247 Sports uh, affiliate, said he threw one practice pass and then kind of stepped aside and let Garbers take over for the day. I don't think that indicates he's playing. Um, if And I will also say this, even if he does play, like what, you're getting maybe 80 75% of his – ability and, and it doesn't maybe impact his upper body on injury so it doesn't maybe impact his rushing which is still a big part of what he does but his passing i think would disappear in this game so um I'm, I'm going with the utes i think this game is really significant for the pac-12 south race and if ucla wins it's a total cluster because all these teams now have wins over each other and it's a mess trying to figure out who's actually going to do it um, if Utah wins, they're actually in a pretty nice spot considering they'd have the head-to-head over all of the other contenders in the division, really. Um, so I think this one's big. And Utah catches a break here with DTR not being at full health or even available. Um, I also think I mentioned this, and I was totally wrong about the Cal last week having a hangover effect after playing a tight game with Oregon. Part of me does wonder if you see that with UCLA. Um, so I'm going Utes, and I'm having them cover. I think they win 33-23 in what is a strange score, but – um, Scotty Pippen and Michael Jordan are two of my favorite players, and so they're my they're, they're, their numbers are right there in my score, guys. That's almost a score gummy. It, it probably is close to a score gummy. That's a good one. Yeah. I'm going with the Bruins. Ooh. Yeah. I I have them winning 38 31. With DTR's health, it's a little it's a little I don't know it's a little out there to do it. I, I'm I'm very indifferent on this game. I really didn't have like, oh, it's going to be this team or the other. The one thing that kind of led me to going with UCLA is the fact that Utah's rush defense isn't great. 
And UCLA's bread and butter this season is obviously their running game. And you saw Oregon last week stop that, held them to a season low, and it forced Dorian Thompson-Robinson to throw the football. And while he was good for the fourth quarter, that is not what UCLA wants. And in this game, I feel like UCLA can really get their rushing attack going on offense. And if they can get it going and get it going well, I mean, Oregon State, when they played Utah, I think ran for almost 260 yards on them. If, if UCLA could put it together a performance similar to that, then if Dorian Thompson-Robinson plays, he's not going to have to throw the ball nearly as often. I think Chance Nolan for Oregon State only threw the ball 19 times last, last week against Utah. That's something that they're going to try to repeat. And because of that and because of all the different formations that Chip Kelly can run at UCLA with his offense and get, get uh, Charbonnet and Britton Brown running, I kind of like UCLA's chances here. I know it's a tough road environment, but I feel like they're going to have the opposite of a hangover effect against Oregon. I'm going to say that they, you know, we can compete and we can hang with them. And this is a huge game for the South. So I think Chip Kelly is going to have them motivated enough. And I think, I think that running offense is going to be too much for Utah to handle. So give me UCLA 38-31. Jared, how did it go when you went 38-31 Bruins last week? Uh, not well. And many people let me know on the board. So, but hey, I wasn't aware if you knew or not. Oh, no, I'm well aware. That's a low blow, my man. What was that? (laughs) Jared will hit me back later. I know how it works. We're good. Oh, I don't know. Well, if if we pick against Oregon, other than just me, we'll see. (laughs) Next game on the schedule uh, in the Pac 12 is the last game of the day. Washington, who's three and four on the road at Stanford, who's three and four. 7.30 kickoff Pacific time, FS1. The Stanford Cardinal are a two-point favorite in this one. And, boy, I don't know what to think because every – it seems like just when things just couldn't get worse for Washington, they somehow find to at least creep that door open to maybe go into the door the next week. Um, the fact that they were losing to Arizona in the fourth quarter was mind-boggling. I, I, I never would have thought that they would have lost that game, and they probably should have. Um, Stanford, they have Tanner McKee, who's probably one of the country's best quarterbacks. I'm not going to say he's a top-five guy, but if he's probably in that top-10, top-15 range, at least in my eyes. Um, and will be someone that NFL scouts next year are going to be Googling over. Um, So I I like Stanford in this one, especially with the fact that Washington has to go on the road. I know there's no environment at Stanford, but the Huskies still have to operate through their procedures as if it's a road road game and they have to be on, they have to be on flights. They have to get from hotels to stadium. They have to, you know, eat in their hotel rooms for pregame meals and all that stuff. And I think that wears on you just a little bit. Give me Stanford in what's going to be a very back-and-forth game. I think it's also going to be boring. Um, I I don't have a ton of confidence in Washington's offense putting up a bunch of points. I don't have a lot of confidence in in Stanford's run game. Um, And UW's passing defense is pretty, pretty solid. So, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game that Stanford wins, uh, twenty-four to eighteen. 
This is the hardest game to pick, I think, of the day. And I don't think it's that close. I, I really spent a lot of time thinking about this one. Um, my first line in my notes is, who the F knows? I use a different word, but it's not. I guess this is kind of a children's show. So, And I will try not to do what Kayvon Thibodeau did the other day on live TV. Um, both teams are three and four and have looked really bad at for most parts of the season. In fact, if, if that Stanford game against Oregon, if the official if officiating is a little different, we're looking at this game as Stanford coming in off of four losses in a row. Um, Washington has been just as bad. You know, <laughs> they could easily have also lost another game against both Cal or Arizona. You know, I mean, they have not put teams away. And that's why I think this game is going to be really pretty close. I, I, I don't expect a team really create separation here. Um, I, I, my, my, my hunch is that Washington wins, actually. Like, I, I don't I, – I, this is the this is probably the least confident I've been in, in, in a minute doing these. And I, I, but I'm going to go Huskies on the road. I, that's probably not going to be the consensus from us. I don't know. Washington, yeah, I know Jared's making a funny face, so I think I might have a different pick than him. Um, so you can give me a hard time on this one um, next week once once the Washington embarrasses themselves again. But I just I just I guess I'm just trying to stay glass half full. I don't I don't really want to with Washington, but just thinking that team should be able to win a game or two here. Maybe I shouldn't be thinking that way. But Stanford also just hasn't been that impressive since since beating Oregon. Sadly, and I don't know how good they are collectively. So I have Washington. Oh, I didn't put a score out, did I? Washington yeah. seventeen. So let me do that. What was it? 24-17. It's the infamous Oregon score. <laughs> the infamous. I don't, I don't blame you for thinking that Washington should win football games because I have felt the same way all year long. Yet every game, they even when they win, it's you know an overtime win over Cal. And other than the Arkansas State game, it's they're they're barely beating an 0-6 at the time, Arizona. You know, it's a talented football program. They have good players, they've had good players in the past. They Shouldn't be much better than they are, and but this year is just a, a huge disappointment. I think the disappointment continues. I think Stanford is going to eke this one out. I have them winning thirty-one to twenty-eight. Um, I don't. I, I don't know. I kind of felt like you, Eric, where it's like, I don't know. I either of these teams could win this game, and I'm really not so sure which it is. Uh, I kind of had the same mentality as Matt that one of these teams has Tanner McKee and the other team doesn't, and We'll see. Like, I think if Washington can figure out how to run the ball, that'd be great. Uh, Stanford's defense on the run is really bad. and But then again, Washington's pass defense is really good. And Stanford's rushing offense isn't great. So they all do things that kind of mismatch with each other. And Tanner McKee and Stanford coming off a bye, I'll go Stanford for this one. So much of Washington – I. The teams that they have won against have a combined one win. Yeah, they're not good. They're not good. And I think that is the most perplexing one um, out of all the teams in the conference. I mean, I I thought Cal is one of, but I think USC is grossly underperformed. But the fact that the only teams that Washington can beat are winless FCS, uh, no, winless Arkansas State, winless Arizona, and then they have a win over a team with one win. Just doesn't feel very good, and it's the most shocking to me. All right, let's go across the country now. Let's let's 
clear this up real quick before I make my picks because there's a couple out here. There's a lot of games that could help the conference. Um, are we going off of ranking or are we going off of betting line for upsets? Because there is a top 10 team that's on the road and is not favored. Uh, and I feel kind of good about picking against them. But then there's also, you know, some other teams who uh, are, are going up against, you know, you know, top 25 teams and, and they're maybe two-point favorites or something like that. I, I think we should include, because we're talking about games that help Oregon. So let's just include, I know you're talking about Iowa-Wisconsin, I assume. Yeah. I, I think that qualifies just like my Iowa State Oklahoma State game last week qualifies, where the home team is unranked and is a favorite. Um, I think that works because our, our concept is to try to tell fans about games to watch that they could that could help Oregon. So I think you're good in that one. First okay. The game I'm going to pick then is Jared, actually. Jared, do you disagree? Do you, Jared, Jared's perplexed. No. no. I am once again. I am extremely perplexed. Why the hell is Wisconsin favored over Iowa? What is this? <laughs> Why? You, you, you st- your brain still hasn't recovered from Iowa State, Oklahoma State, ten days ago, and now you're. <laughs> well, then again, like Oklahoma State did lose, so I guess they have that. But Wisconsin's like not that good this year. But anyways, Matt, go ahead. We didn't. We didn't think Iowa State was either. <laughs> Sorry. The game I'm gonna pick though is a sneaky one, and that's Houston at home against undefeated SMU. Mm-hmm. Houston's a one-point favorite favorite team in this game. Um, I'm picking Houston, and why does this help Oregon? One, because SMU and Cincinnati still have to play each other later this year, and it would be in the best interest for Oregon and their playoff chances that Cincinnati's resume does not get any extra help added on to, to the deal here. So, we could see a scenario where SMU is a top 10 team if they went out up until that game. They have Houston on the road. They have Memphis on the road. And then they, they play UCF at home before going to Cincinnati. And I, I think it's possible if those two teams go undefeated, it's a top 10 matchup in late November. And that's going to weigh on the committee's minds. And that's going to help the strength of schedule and all of that. So – I think from a Pac-12 perspective, from an Oregon perspective in the college football playoff, you want SMU to lose a game before they play Cincinnati to devalue that game a little bit and prevent just yet again another top 10, you know, another undefeated team maybe having to fight against Oregon. Because, look, SMU does not have a strong conference, a strong schedule. You know, uh, they did not play anyone of importance in non-con um but nonetheless, if they're undefeated at the end of the year and they beat a top five Cincinnati team and then win their conference, you know, they have they have a platform to stand on to be in the college football playoff. And so Houston upsetting SMU this weekend goes a long way in helping Oregon and a bunch of various other areas uh, down the road. Number one, Georgia goes down to Florida. Ooh. And covers the spread. Let me finish the sentence. Sorry, I was just trying to get you. I was trying to head fake you guys with that one. No, I'm not going that way at all. That would be please, uh, yeah, please a very don't. poor choice on my part. And I don't see Georgia losing until maybe the SEC championship game. I just wanted to highlight that game because Georgia-Florida is always fun. Um, 
there's a couple that are kind of interesting. It's a, a good slate of games in terms of games that could impact Oregon. Um, one game that for sure will benefit Oregon, assuming they win, is the Michigan-Michigan State game. Um, Michigan 6th, Michigan State 8th, both teams undefeated. One of those teams is going to take a loss, and Oregon will jump either one of those teams already ahead of Michigan State, clearly, but that will create more separation there. So that, that, that those games will will help, but that game will help regardless. Um, a couple other ones that I think are kind of interesting is, is maybe Ole Miss-Auburn. And again, Auburn is behind, or both those schools are behind Oregon right now, but I think Ole Miss has enough on its schedule where if they were to get on a run here, they could maybe kind of creep into the discussion a little bit if they were to like win out. Um, mm-hmm. I don't even know if they could still make it to the SEC championship game. I'm not sure how the math works there based on the, the head-to-head, but um, regardless, they're kind of an interesting team. So that's one to, to monitor. If Auburn were to win that game, that would eliminate another team. Um, same to kind of deal with Kentucky against Mississippi State is another one to kind of monitor because Kentucky is also one loss team. They were to get hot in the SEC. I'm just running through games where these teams have like one I loss. Um, yeah, the- I feel like I feel like you're going to take what I had. So do it. Just rip, rip the bandaid off. I don't think I am actually. No. No. Okay. Pretty sure. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you that one. I think, and I think we know. I'm actually gonna pick North Carolina to beat Notre Dame. Was that the one you were doing? Yeah, that was the one I was doing. <laughs> I knew it. I'm like going through the screen and like all the matchups. I'm like, okay, he's he's going towards the bottom of the list. <laughs> okay, sorry, Jared. Um, this is one of the operations that I got to pick first. I'll take I'll I'll I'll, ta- I'll take the uh, Wisconsin Iowa thing. I'll just do I'll do that, and I, I'll let you have your moment with Notre Dame. And, and oh, yeah. We can we can both have our moments. Let's do it. No, there's just so many fun games this week. There's there's a lot. I mean, this could be a, a weekend that really helps Oregon though. If they assuming they win against Colorado, which I think we're all confident they will. Um, the slate has a lot of opportunities where where I think teams that are you know one loss or undefeated have a chance to go down and and I do think the Irish are very susceptible. I think North Carolina coming into the season was looked at as a top team. Obviously, they haven't performed quite to that level. They have three losses, but I I don't trust Notre Dame really. I don't think this is a great Notre Dame team and. Um, they've had a really hard time dominating other opponents. So I think this game will be competitive and I just could kind of foresee this one getting wonky. So I will stick with that one and I'll force you to pick another one, I guess, or do whatever you want to do. I, I'll, I'll pick another one, but just like a real quick on the Notre Dame thing. Like obviously Notre Dame is 11th in the country. They're behind Oregon, but this is probably one of the last games where I could see them losing. Agreed. They do play Virginia down the line and, Brennan Armstrong, who's Virginia's quarterback, is actually really good. If you haven't watched him before, I highly suggest it. Um, North Carolina is kind of hit or miss uh, like every week. You know, They have an explosive offense. They'll put up 50 points one game, and then the next they'll go out and score less than 30. So if Notre Dame gets hit with an explosive offensive day from UNC, that could be bad news for them. And – if Notre Dame continues to win and they went out the rest of the way and they're all of a sudden they're 11 and one, they always have the Notre Dame effect. It's very similar to the USC effect. That's why we were talking about earlier, why USC is on ESPN two against an Owen seven Arizona. So that's something to keep an eye on um, for the other game that I have to pick right now. <laughs> I don't want to do Auburn over Ole Miss. I don't. I don't think Auburn is very good at all. Um, and you love Matt Corral. Love Matt Corral and Lane Kiffin, all aboard the Kiffin train. Um, I. I don't think Michigan's going to win. Mm. I, I just don't. I, I'm not a. I, I like Michigan a lot. They're like my New New England school to root for because there's nothing over there. But 
Jim Harbaugh in big games, it's just, this isn't what he's meant for. <laughs> so he's done a very good job of winning regular season games against good competition. And that's what he excels at the most. But the last four or five weeks of his schedule is where Michigan usually implodes. And I feel like that's coming this week. However, this is Mel Tucker's first big game as Michigan, like big, big game as Michigan State's head coach. It's in East Lansing. It'll be a good game. I, but if I think Michigan State is going to beat Michigan, um, I love it. I think that's just how it's going to go, which will probably they'll, they'll leapfrog Oregon, I would imagine, because they should when beating a top 10 team. Uh, I mean, the other only other game I was looking at was Penn State and Ohio State. I still think Ohio State is really damn good and they're going to beat Penn State. But James Franklin does do a tremendous job of getting his players fired up for a game. Uh, Sean Clifford, Penn State quarterback, was hurt last week going into the Illinois game, didn't perform well. We'll see if he gets healthier over the week. That was a very physical game in Illinois, against Illinois, uh, the nine-overtime game, obviously. And because of that, I don't think Penn State has a fighting chance. I, I don't know what the line is for Ohio State, but I'm sure it's probably closer to 20 than it is to 10. And 18 and a half. So, thank you. And so, yeah, I've, I, I'll, I'll take Michigan State over Michigan. I don't know if that's too much of an upset, but it's an upset nonetheless. Let's I was see. just going to No, Michigan is, Michigan's a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, Michigan's favorite. Mm. It's an upset. I, I was going to ask, who does Oregon want to win that Penn State-Ohio State game? Because sure. Ohio State loses, they're out of the playoff discussion, and Oregon doesn't have to worry about – I, you know, Oregon versus Ohio State rematch or Oregon versus Ohio State for the number four spot or Oregon versus Ohio State for that number three spot and not playing Georgia in the first game of the college football playoff. Um, but Ohio State losing, does that devalue the win at Ohio State for Oregon? Like I, this was one like I didn't want to I didn't want to discuss from a an upset pick from myself, but I felt like this is one we should probably discuss and talk out just a, just a quick yeah. moment of who, who does Oregon want to win? Because I think it's conflicted. I think the best path for Oregon is Ohio state like wins out until the big 10 championship game and loses that game or something like that, because that way they could do some damage and tear up the big 10. Cause the big 10 is honestly, to me, one of the bigger obstacles for Oregon getting in, assuming that there's two sec teams in there and Cincinnati doesn't lose. Um, and then you also have to deal with Oklahoma. I mean, there's a lot of roadblocks here, but the Big Ten has so many candidates right now that feel legitimate. And I think if Ohio State can knock off a bunch of them, but then lose a game to maybe one of those teams they've already beaten. Like if, if, if this ends up being Ohio State with one loss against a two loss, I don't know, you pick whoever that is um, in the Big I Ten. Know. I was just going to say, maybe it's Iowa. It's a two loss Iowa team. And then Iowa beats Ohio State. That would be the perfect recipe for Oregon of Ohio state does all the damage, takes out all the teams that are really contenders there. And then then themselves is unable to make it work at the end of the season. Um, Cause I do think if, if they were to go, well, if, if Iowa state was to be one lost team and they were to win the big 10 championship, if they were to win out, I really think it's a tough decision for the committee. And I would be worried as an Oregon fan about what the committee is going to do, even with the head to head. So I, I, to me, Ohio state needs to lose one game at least. And if they're in the big 10 championship game, that's probably best case for, for Oregon. Cause that means they're able to take out, Maybe another team. Um, I don't know. I've thought about this one a lot. 
I think for Oregon fans, I think you want Ohio State to win out the rest of the year. Every single game, including even, the championship even game. Even the championship game? Every single one. I think you that needs to be looked at from the committee selection standpoint as the best win of best road win of the season is Oregon going to Columbus and beating Ohio State. Yeah. Because as of right now, I would still consider that to be the best win of the season for any team on the road. Um, you know, AM beat Bama, but that's a, that's a pretty good win for them, but that doesn't mean anything for them. If, and I wrote about this in my machinations column this week. The Big Ten is just going to knock each other out. The last five weeks of the season, uh, Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan State, and Michigan all play each other at one point. So that is a guaranteed two losses for one, one or two of those teams. Penn State already has two losses. Those are all good teams. They're all ranked. Iowa has a cakewalk. They already lost this this year. So, and they lost in a in a bad way. So I don't I don't know. I think the, the college football playoff selection committee is going to look at that and be like, oh, I don't know if we really want Iowa in there. So I mean, it all doesn't matter if if, if Oregon doesn't continue to win. But hypothetically, if they do, I think they want the playoff committee to make a selection. And when those two go head to head, it's already happened. We don't have to imagine like, oh, what if they did go head? It happened, and Oregon beat Ohio State. In Columbus, Sands, Justin Flo, Sands came on Thibodeau. I think that's huge for them. So if I'm an Oregon fan, I want Ohio State to go as far as they can because I think it's going to put real pressure on the committee and they're going to have to really you know, hold their horses on that head-to-head matchup because they take a lot of pride in that, especially with all the SEC teams. So It'll be interesting. It'll be a little, you know, gut wrenching. I'm sure for some fans with the idea that they're going to pick Ohio State over Oregon, which ultimately could happen. But yeah, I think that's the best case scenario for the Ducks. My, yeah, just my only fear is Ohio State if they do run out has so much, so many more big wins. I know the head-to-head obviously yes. favors Oregon, yes. but boy, you'd be looking at Oregon going, okay, what's its second best win? Is it UCLA, Utah, Oregon State? And you're looking at Ohio State, and it would have, in theory, three or four wins that would be better than Oregon's second best win. So that would be my only concern, but I, I don't hate what you're saying. Ohio State I winning think, football games is good. I think in this scenario too, I think Oregon's best win, obviously against Ohio State, would trump Oklahoma's best win. Because I hypothetically, if Oklahoma goes undefeated, which I'm not 100% sure they will, just depending on how they play and their schedule, I don't think Oklahoma has as good of a win like I've been saying, that is Oregon has over Ohio State. Yeah, but they're not. So but Oregon, that, Oregon's not getting in over Oklahoma with one loss. If Oklahoma's unbeaten. Right. So I, I think they would need to lose a game, obviously. Right. But then it would be the selection committee would have to choose between three teams for probably one one spot. Realistically, I think it's going to get dicey. I think it's going to be crazy at the end. Is what I think. Uh, history says that Penn State will not win this weekend. Um, yeah. They are two and eight in their last ten games against Penn against Ohio State and they've lost four straight at this matchup coming into this one so um history says they're not going to win but maybe you know this has been a funky year maybe yeah maybe we'll see some games uh you know go go crazy and Penn State being one of them um real quick the last couple of weeks we've seen multiple top 10 teams lose we're going to automatically get one top 10 team losing when Michigan State and Michigan play. I'm going to set the over under at one and a half. 
top 10 teams lose this week in college football. Um, will, will that will it go over or under one and a half? I think it goes over. I, I, I mean, I, I mean, I, I guess I picked Notre Dame, which is outside the top 10 to lose, but um, I just think there's enough wonky games out there that something crazy will, will happen. I, obviously you're getting the one and I don't know if I can even point to the other one. I just think it'll be wacky enough. It's been one of those seasons. I'll take the over, but I think it's just going to be two. I think it'll be either Michigan and Michigan State and then Iowa. Because yeah. there's not a whole lot of top 10 teams that are playing. You know, Oklahoma, Texas Tech, and Tech's not great. They just fired their head coach and then Oregon. Yeah. There's eight, eight of the top 10 teams are playing right now. Um, I will also take the over. I think Auburn will beat Ole Miss, and Ole Miss is the 10th best team in the country. So – that I think that's where the two, the two come from. All right, that's going to do it for us here on the Austin Audible's podcast. Thank you for listening to the show. Check out tomorrow's show. Uh, we'll have uh, Colorado, Colorado Insider to preview this game, get you up to date on what's going on in Boulder with the Buffaloes. And until then, you've been listening to the Austin Audible's podcast. Talk to you there, folks. Peace.